You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, talking on all the latest in tech and maybe even a bit of movie news and stuff today. Um, as always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871 and you can uh, email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com with any tech-related questions you might have and also to enter our prize giveaway for today. So what we have is two Blu-ray copies of the new Batman movie and this is the two-disc copies with all bo- loads of bonus material and everything. So uh, the new Batman movie on Blu-ray, if you're interested, uh, you can send in a tech related question uh, to patrick102fm at gmail.com by email you can call 069 and leave a question for me uh, or you can uh, text or whatsapp 0871 and do the same there and, uh, and uh, next week I will announce uh, two winners of the two Blu-ray discs um, So and, and two twos, uh, the double disc as I was saying. So I actually watched Batman when it came out in the cinema a while back and was uh, found it very good now to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's very dark, it's uh, actually I have a little brief synopsis here from IMDB. It says when a, a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement uh so yeah it's a great story great acting it's very dark as you'd expect with a batman movie robert pattinson uh, plays batman does a great job so kravitz is very good and jeffrey wright and of course uh, our ireland's own colin farrell is brilliant as the penguin uh he is an amazing um transformation you wouldn't even recognize it was him uh it's one of the best makeup kind of transformations ever when it comes to not being able, able to even recognize the, uh, that it's colin farrell so he does a great job um there's another irish actor in it actually that plays the Joker. Uh, it's uh, Barry Keown. So he's been on uh, some different TV shows and movies and stuff. Uh, but he's not. Uh, I think he's only in like an uncut scene. I've seen it popping up and he looked very strange and very weird as, as, you'd, as you'd expect. Um, but yeah, the, it's a very good story. The Batmobile is really cool. It's more kind of like more gritty and more... Um, Realistic uh, when it comes to like the car design of the Batmobile and the action and things like that, it's very dark. It's um, Robert Pattinson does a good job. He's very he's kind of always dark though. You know, there was a kind of always a contrast with some of the old Batman's where he was when he was Bruce Wayne, he was more lighthearted and um, he was more having fun and going out. But but Robert Pattinson's Batman is kind of even when he's Bruce Wayne, he's very dark uh, and kind of that's kind of how you know with the Twilight movies and everything that's kind of how he comes across anyway you know um, his characters and things like that but it it works very well for this movie because everything is Gotham itself the city is dark and gloomy and you know and uh, it's it's very good and actually do you know what is the standout thing other than Colin Farrell in this is the sound whoever did the sound editing in this movie did an amazing job 
the music really stands out uh, it really sets the scenes um, the the sound effects are really good the song choices are very very good uh, it's very well done that you can tell that they put a lot as a person that does a lot of sound editing myself uh, you can tell that they put a lot of work into it um, so yeah definitely would recommend uh, a watch of the new Batman movie and if you want a uh, two disc special copy of the blu-ray of the new Batman movie you can send in a question for Tech Thursday um, 0696200 for text or whatsapp and uh, I suppose the best way is to email me patrick102fm at gmail.com and send in your question for a copy of the new Batman I will be announcing uh, two winners next week and uh, you can come and collect your um, your blu-ray disc uh, of the new Batman movie so let's have a look at some of the latest in tech um, Cameron Diaz is coming out oh, actually it's no we're going to stay with movies for, for the first uh, story here uh, Cameron Diaz is coming out of her acting retirement to star in a film alongside Jamie Foxx uh, the actress will be seen uh, in back in action after stepping back uh, from her career in 2018. It'll be directed, directed and co-written by Seth Gordon, uh, who was behind Horrible Bosses. Netflix says it will go into production later this year. Uh, so that should be very good. Jamie Foxx, I always say, is like one of the most multi-talented people ever. Like He's an amazing singer, great actor. He can dance. He can do impersonations. He can kind of do everything. So He's like the old-fashioned entertainers from years ago that could kind of do do a bit of everything uh so yeah that should be interesting i hadn't even actually known that she had retired that, that um cameron diaz had retired so yeah uh it'll be good to see her again anyway uh, good actress uh, Pokemon Go developer Niantic, Niantic uh, cancels four projects and lays off more than 80 people about 8% of its staff is being let go um Niantic, which has been trying to replicate the massive massive success of Pokemon Go with other AR mobile games, is laying off 8% of its workforce and cancelling four projects, as reported by Bloomberg. Uh, We recently decided to stop production of some key projects and reduce our workforce by about 8% to focus on key priorities. Uh, said their VP of communications Johnny Thaw um, in a statement to The Verge we are grateful for the contributions of those uh, leaving Niantic and we are supporting them through this difficult transition this means we can focus on the most important priorities including Pokemon Go and a select set of new experiences um as well as the lightship platform yeah it's difficult it happens a lot of companies where they have a big hit and they take on a lot of people and they're looking forward to replicating the success but the the, the next things they try don't don't work quite as well as their big hit and it's difficult to maintain uh, but hopefully they can they can pick things up and get things going again uh, the Xiaomi Mi 12S Ultra will use a huge one-inch camera sensor uh, co-developed with Sony. You'll find the same size sensor in Sony's $1,300 RX100 v- version 2 point-and-shoot camera. Big sensor cameras are a bit of a white whale for smartphone imaging engineers. Even the most capable smartphone cameras use relatively puny sensors, and efforts to bring bigger sensors to the mobile form factor have been impractical niche or never really materialized. Uh, Xiaomi appears to be the latest company to attempt to capture the elusive concept uh, with its upcoming 12S Ultra flagship. Um, According to a post on Weibo um, spotted by Android, Android 
Android Authority. The phone will include a one-inch type sensor co-developed with Sony that's about 1.7 times more surface area than the one one third, uh, one to 1.33 inch type sensor in the Samsung Galaxy uh, S22 Ultra. Um, it's also the same size sensor that's in Sony's $1300 Cybershot RX100. That's more or less the compact camera's ultimate final boss form. Uh, it's a big deal because nobody's really been able to conquer the one-inch smartphone camera sensor, including Sony in its Xperia Pro I. Uh, includes a sensor of that size, but only uses part of it. The biggest sensor, biggest uh, bigger pixels and bigger optics attached would offer significant image quality benefits over tr- smaller traditional smartphone cameras, especially in low light. Uh, so that yeah, that would be amazing. It's just it's going to be a big bump on the back of the phone. There's there's kind of no way around it. Um, unless they have some new kind of a technology for getting around it. But I, there's no kind of... It's, it's going to be difficult to get around it. I know they had like tricks like periscope cameras, which had kind of sensors facing up inside the camera, and they had a moving a periscope to actually uh, but that was to help zoom uh, in and out to, to change the distance between the sensor and the mirror uh, of the periscope uh, to zoom in and out but when it comes to actual sensor size uh, you'll need the glass to, to go over it so it'll be interesting what they if you have the glass really close it's going to be like a, a fisheye kind of effect um, but uh, it depends let's see what they do maybe they have a zoom in and out lens or something like that uh, a motorized zoom or something like that maybe um, let's see what they come up with but uh, I welcome it anyway uh, the better the photos you know there's only so much and it has worked a lot now has worked very well it's amazing what the technology has been able to do with taking multiple photos and stitching them together and things like that but uh, at the end of the day uh, a, a good size sensor makes a makes as much a difference if not more difference than all the, the the kind of technology put together so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, Xiaomi isn't stopping at the sensor either the company called in Leica to collaborate too Though it's far from Leica's first smartphone camera project, uh, put it in bluntly though, traditional camera makers' collaborations with smartphones OEMs haven't resulted in much more than a badge on the camera and a lot of marketing bluster. In this case, at least, Xiaomi is putting in the effort and the money in co-developing new hardware. Xiaomi CEO um, Lai Jun says that Xiaomi and Sony split the $15 million cost of developing the new sensor. Unfortunately, the the 12S Ultra is uh, unlikely to be ever sold in the U.S., since it's extremely difficult for Chinese brands to gain foothold in the market. Uh, but maybe here, I must look up and see if it's going to be sold here. So in any case, it won't be long before the phone is fully unveiled. Xiaomi says it will present the 12S Ultra to the world uh, on July the 4th uh, at 7 p.m. in on Chinese time. So that'll be interesting. Let's see. Uh, it, it all depends. I know I said the software isn't, you know, is second place to the sensor and big glass, you know, like with a big camera. But software is still very important when it comes to phones and things like that. So 
if you don't have the good software as well especially with digital uh, cameras it, it it won't ever be a top top camera yeah, even say the likes of the galaxy that we're, that we're talking about there with the smaller sensor if it has far superior software you need a balance of everything pretty good so if they have but the only way but you can beat them if you have the big sensor and the software so let's hope they have both at least five Aer Lingus flights will not leave Dublin airport today because of Covid cases among staff uh, trips to Hamburg Berlin and three to London Heathrow have been cancelled so far six flights due to depart from Dublin airport were also called off yesterday whilst a flight to Bordeaux due to take off tomorrow has also been cancelled uh, travel writer Owen Corrie says it's a widespread problem across the industry all the airlines all the service areas the airport itself famously would security queue have run into this problem you get through your standby you run through your standby staff fairly quickly and the other issue is with delays you can also run into crewing issues Uh, airlines are not like shops you don't hire someone to do overtime or ask them to do an extra few hours with pilots and with cabin crew if you're out of hours you need a new crew that's happening in a lot of different industries hospitals as well have a problem with staff Uh, you know they're they're trying to keep staff in but a lot of them are, are out sick and things like that so let's hope uh, these problems can be can be sorted out and people can be more healthy and, and be able to work and do things like that uh, now iFixit has uh, genuine repair parts for Google Pixels from the 2 to the 6 Pro uh, if you prefer to DIY necessary repairs uh, you can now do it easily using OEM parts so Google are selling parts to repair their phones so that's pretty good in April Google announced plans to join the expanding list of tech companies that work with iFixit uh, the repair mavens distribute parts and and tools for people interested in performing DIY electronic repairs. Uh, and starting today, iFixit store offers genuine Google parts for a number of Pixel phones. You can order what you need to repair everything from the Pixel 2 to the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro. Um, as well as the tools to install them and step-by-step guides to walk you through the process. Aftermarket parts are also available if you're looking to fix an OG Pixel or Nexus device. Oh, so they're going back to the Nexus that were made by Lexus back in the day, wasn't it? So, well, they, they had a few different companies, but Lexus was one of them at one stage. Uh, so that's interesting. So there's just a picture here on uh, the verge of these different toolkits and stuff and all the parts that they're selling. And uh, Now, if you, haven't, uh, if you have a cracked screen or a busted charging port your choices aren't just finding a repair shop or tossing the device in the trash iFixes has all kinds of repair kits and while they get more expensive for newer devices swapping out a pixel 6 pro screen for a genuine new one will cost uh, $200 for the kit Uh, they vary widely most based on age cheaper parts for older devices should uh, keep those phones viable for as long as you're comfortable uh, with the Android software update support they're receiving. I wonder uh, would the kits sell batteries say if you have a phone that's working great but the battery is dying really easily or something uh, to swap the battery out and to kind of give the phone you know if it's performance wise it's grand it's just the battery is the problem to swap the battery out and give it a bit more life that would be a good idea um, I fix its arrangements for parts and tools distribution already include companies like Microsoft, HTC and even Valve's Steam Deck Uh, There's also a partnership with Samsung in the works. And while we have to wait for more details here, it seems unlikely to require a £79 delivery kit. Uh, So, yeah, that'll be interesting now. 
uh, Google targeted a new EU consumers group privacy complaints. Uh, Alphabet uh, unit Google has been targeted by a French consumer group and its peers in complaints uh, to privacy watchdog over the vast trove of users' personal data harvested via their Google accounts, European consumer organization BEUC said today. In addition to the French consumer group, others in Greece and the Czech Republic, Norway and Slovenia have taken their gripes to the data protection authorities, BEUC said. Um, It said the German consumer body had sent a warning letter to Google that could lead to civil lawsuit, while consumer uh, agencies in the Netherlands, Denmark and Sweden had written to their privacy regulators, alerting them about the Google practices. Uh, BEU said the issue was Google's account sign-in process. The language Google uses uh, at every step of the registration process is unclear, incomplete and misleading, the group said. Google also frames the more uh, privacy-friendly options as missing out on advantages, it said. Yeah, that's true, actually. I've seen that a few times, like um, like accepting cookies or something. Like they, They're kind of like, oh, if you don't accept cookies, it's not going to be great. You should accept the cookies. It's very good to accept cookies. They make it smaller writing to say no and all that kind of thing. Not just Google, but lots of different companies. So uh, this prevents the consumer for taking from taking an informed decision when they make their choices and results in unfair, non-transparent and unlawful processes of their personal data, it says. Uh, this is a reply from Google. Google has also been penalised more than €8 billion um, euro in EU compensation regulations and is the focus of two ongoing investigations. It could face fines of up to 2% of its global turnover if found guilty of breaching EU privacy rules. Some of the agencies complained about Google's tracking of users to their privacy uh, enforcers four years ago but have also uh, but have yet to see any action being taken uh, they aim to ramp up the pressure on regulators with the latest complaints so there's no reply from Google here or anything but um, yeah there's a lot of accusations there about Google uh, but it's well known that Google's privacy isn't as good as it should be they have a lot of a lot to be desired there when it comes to tracking people and things like that um, one of Dublin's most iconic structures has been built out of Lego. The pool bag towers have been designed to go on permanent display at the new Lego store when it opens in the city centre. It will be officially unveiled today to to mark the countdown of the opening of the Grafton Street outlet on August 18th. So there's a a Lego shop opening in Dublin. Uh, So yeah, that's very interesting. So they made two of the the two pool bag towers. I think they're black and white, isn't it? Um, towers out of uh, Lego to, to promote that uh, cloud companies three tier to create 30 jobs uh, cloud company three tier tech has announced plans to create 30 new jobs in a move to strengthen the company's existing workforce over the next three to five years uh, the company is based in Roscommon in Dublin uh, said the recruitment drive follows a period of considerable growth for the company which is an official Microsoft partner uh, they were founded in 2020 and they specialize in SME-focused solutions that enable businesses to modernize their operations whilst max- maximizing efficiency. Uh, so that's good. Their managing director, uh, David Waldron, said the announcement of the new jobs marks an exciting milestone for three-tier tech as it continues to enhance its operations and expand its footprint across the industry. So that's good that... that 
in the kind of tough times at the moment the companies are still doing well so Hopefully uh, uh, that will continue. Uh, electric vehicle companies have a serious quality problem. Uh, Polestar, Tesla, uh, ranked low on new vehicle quality survey. Yeah, I've heard that a few times, like the fit and finish on some of the newer companies. I suppose it takes years of different processes and, uh, you know, trial and error and things like that to make sure that uh, the, the to up the standard of quality and consistency of quality through the... I heard Elon Musk saying one time that... <laughs> like uh, kind of against his own company he said that um, if you're going to buy a Tesla like buy it in the middle of production or something like that he said at the very beginning they're trying to get used to putting the cars together and at the, say of a production year or whatever of a batch of uh, I don't know what uh, yeah of the life of a car maybe of say they, they bring out a Model X or something don't get it the very first year or a new model you know if they change it up um we said don't get it at the very beginning because they're still getting used to it and don't get it at the very end because they're they're probably trying to up the numbers and get it faster get more of them done so it kind of get it a, a you know a, a couple of months or whatever after after or order it a couple of months after it's been it's been released and all that kind of thing that that they've gotten used to putting it together which is a bit strange thing to say, <laughs> but that kind of thing should be. Uh, I'm sure the the bigger car companies that are around for like a hundred years uh, have that kind of thing ironed out. That 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 kind of thing doesn't happen. Uh, JD Power published its initial quality study for 2022 model year cars this week, in which it found the new vehicle quality that new vehicle quality had declined 11% year on year the steepest drop ever recorded in by the group uh, electric vehicle manufacturers in particular are showing big drops in quality with Polestar ranking dead last Tesla meanwhile ranks 7th from the bottom continuing its trend of uh, shoddy manufacturing um in the year survey, JD Power recorded 226 problems per 100 Tesla vehicles, um, co- combining all of n- all non-Tesla EVs. The survey says that 240 problems were reported per 100 EVs, a slight drop from 251 last year as more EVs hit the road. Uh, now, they, you know, it's like fit and finish or like a, a kind of a rubber seal around the door, kind of squeaking or, you know, uh, plastic, the, the armrest kind of moves around a bit so it could be just lots of small things like that or it could be bigger things um but when it comes to safety and stuff t- tesla are fairly high you know they get high crash standards and things like that um and they're, they're supposed to do well in the in the the swerve tests and things like that uh they they do quite well apparently uh, when it comes to crash testing and stuff like that. But it's it's the the quality here is usually fit and finish and things like that. Um, the survey is based upon input from a total of eighty four thousand one hundred and sixty five verified owners and lessees of personal use vehicles registered between November 2021 through February 2022. Uh, Responses from the survey provided data uh, for 33 different makes and 189 different models. Software remains a persistent problem for the auto industry with six of the top 10 issues related to infotainment. Yeah, I would agree with that now. So I have a kind of a... 
a, a small screen in my car and it, it, it runs the infotainment system and runs the air conditioning and things like that and to compare it to like a phone or something like that like a modern iPhone or Android phone um, it's so slow it doesn't do the sat nav is unusable it's too slow it can't find it typing in addresses and the, there's a voice thing on it as well and you can't it's like you say an address it just hasn't a clue what you're doing so like if I'm using the sat nav I'm gonna, I have used the, the holder for my phone and just use the sat nav on my phone I find it much better uh, even though the, the car itself has the sat nav but I've never used it once for directions and things like that I just yeah, I just just find the phone much better. Uh, software remains a persistent problem. Yeah, I was saying that. Uh, top ten problem. Uh, the top problem was one of the biggest features people are looking for in cars: Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. Uh, CarPlay in particular is used by half of all consumers who took the survey, and they report fewer problems than the seventeen percent of users that use Android Auto. Uh, survey takers found that. CarPlay and Android Auto were difficult to understand and users are increasingly having trouble uh, making the connection work a higher penetration of well I I tried Android Auto and I didn't really like it uh, so I just use I don't use it I just use play off of Spotify uh, on my phone if I'm listening to music or, or uh, YouTube music or whatever and just have the audio playing that way have a playlist and let it play away uh, or if I'm using the sat nav I just look it up on Google Maps before I go and have it have it uh direct in a way and uh, plug in the phone to keep it charged up I notice alright when the navigation is on and obviously when the screen is on it eats battery so quickly even when I have it plugged in to the USB in the car it doesn't quite have enough power to, to keep up with how much it's draining out of it uh, I'd have to have a fast charger for that uh, but because of that say if I have 100% uh, leaving Newcastle West and I'm going to Dublin or something it'd still be down to like 70% uh, by the time I get to Dublin even if it's plugged in because and the phone gets quite warm I sometimes turn on the air conditioning and kind of <laughs> try to keep the phone cool down uh, because it uses a lot but if I turn off the sat nav and I say if I drove to Dublin with no sat nav with just the phone even connected with Bluetooth and playing music but no screen on uh, I'd still have like 80-90% left by the time I get to Dublin or 85% something like that even if it wasn't plugged in but uh, the, the navigation turned on and the screen turned on doing the navigation the location will say turned on it, uh, it uses a lot more battery um, in addition to the drop in quality the report also lists features that manufacturers have cut to get a grip with the chip shortage ad so the, the, that's I've talked about that a few times companies who their previous model had big screens and things and have just dropped them um, and and d- different driver assist features and stuff that were missing uh, so delivering fewer vehicles with advanced driver assist features yeah, and, uh, heated seats, parking assist modules uh, only included in a single key fob and more companies like uh, Chevrolet um, axed wireless phone chargers and the petrol sta- uh, saving auto start stop feature in some cars were gone as well uh, Ford removed some air conditioning controls from the rear seats of its Explorer uh, SUV uh, So, and I think over here a lot of these things happened as well initial quality winners include GM's Buick for overall nameplate 
The automaker also won the most awards, ranging from the Chevy Malibu to the Cadillac Escalade. So these are all American. Um, BMW and BMW and Hyundai won second and third place, respectively. Um, yeah, Hyundai have came on a lot over the years from what they used to be years ago. Um, they're up there with the top uh, you know, manufacturers now as well you know, when it comes to fit and finish and quality and things like that. Uh, the pandemic has certainly put a damper on the industry, but JD Powers, uh, actually, we I think we have a story about uh, Hyundai later on in the in here. I have a few links open. I can actually open that next and have a look. But uh, the director of Global Automotive, David. Uh, Amodeo Amado was uh, surprised the initial quality study wasn't even worse. Automakers continue to launch vehicles that are far more uh, and more technologically complex in an era in which uh, there has been uh, many shortages of critical components to support them. So he said he thought it could have been even worse. Uh, so let's have a look. I think I had the other stories here. Yeah, the Hyundai Ionic 6 EV. So there's a Hyundai Ionic kind of a four um, by thing at the moment that's out and electric it's kind of very future I've seen a few of them that look like a normal kind of 4x4 but I've seen another one I don't know what it was a different model of it or something uh, but it's very futuristic looking it's very smooth and sleek looking uh, but there's a there's a, another one on the way and it's the it's kind of like a hatchback one it's a saloon with a hatchback on it so the back of it kind of is very Porsche Panamera or Porsche Cayenne looking, it's uh, or 911 almost looking on the back, and then the front of it kind of looks like um, a kind of a Toyota GT86 kind of look on the front of it, and it has a very curved slope roof, like the roof, like a kind of the roof on the side. And the, the the roof sloping back is like a kind of a CLA Mercedes kind of a look. So it's a nice looking car now, new one, new one coming out. Um, it's going to be an EV as well, so uh, as the Ionic uh, is already. So um, it'll be interesting to see what it's going to be like. Um, so. I'll just to say much about it. Hyundai is on a roll. Global sales are up four percent despite ongoing pandemic and global supply chain. Uh, the sales outside of its native South Korea are up an impressive seven percent. And then there is the small matter of awards uh, of the top three 2022 World Car of the Year finalists. An accolade confirmed conferred by the jury of 102 automotive journalists from 33 countries. Not one but two are from the Hyundai Motor Group, Hyundai's Ionic Five, and the Kia EV6. So yeah, Kia and kind of Hyundai are kind of tied up. Uh, Kia is a minority owned, uh, is minority owned by Hyundai, and his EV6 is based on the same platform as Dianic Five. Uh, the other finalist was the Ford Mustang Mach E, making all of the final three EVs. The Ford Mustang Mach E actually is—it's a pity they didn't kind of go more for a Mustang look. It kind of—if you saw it and there was no badges, you wouldn't say, "Oh yeah, that looks like a Mustang." Yeah, it just looks like a kind of a a kind of a crossover kind of half Jeep, half saloon kind of looking car. But you'd never think it was a sports car or kind of a Mustang sports car by looking at it. 
Um, so yeah, it's a pity they didn't go more like it's the Audi e-tron uh, GT. That's really sports car looking, and that's electric as well. Uh, Mercedes Benz EQS. Uh, so this, these are the the world car design uh, electric car beating the. Oh, so they beat the Audi e-tron GT and the Mercedes Benz EQS. So the EQS is like the electric version of the S-Class Mercedes, like their flagship car with all the the most luxury stuff and all the latest tech and everything in it and this is the electric version of it uh, which looks really cool as well uh, along with many other car companies so so the yeah they, they were very successful they're beating out some of the big makers um yeah so it's not all electric car because we're talking about electric car companies fit and finish so not not all well of course Hyundai aren't purely an electric car company and Kia the same but they do make electric cars yeah as a lot of I think most manufacturers now I is there any manufacturer that doesn't have some kind of even Ferrari has the has hybrids and Porsche have hybrids and stuff um so and full electric the Porsche has the full electric car as well doesn't it it does yeah the the one that's competing with uh, Tesla the Model S Plaid and all that so yeah yeah they're all getting into it now uh, Vodafone Ireland to upgrade its 3G network uh, Vodafone Ireland to upgrade its 3G uh, we were on to 5G at this stage <laughs> uh, Vodafone Ireland has announced that it's to begin a phased programme to upgrade its entire 3G service from late 2022 the company says its existing 3G network will be upgraded to a more sustainable 4G and 5G oh yeah okay as part of the nationwide network modernisation programme According to Vodafone Ireland, data dependency on 3G has significantly reduced in the recent years to the point where now only about 6% of the data used on its network travels on 3G. Uh, The company will begin a campaign to communicate its plans to uh, customers from today and it says it will continue to share information guidance and practical supports so coverage and connections continue as normal during the period of transition uh, we are communicating the beginning of this phased program as early as possible to consumers who can stay connected while this transition takes place uh, so they're going to be doing a lot of different works and stuff like that uh, best phone to buy for 2022 uh, whether you want an Apple's iPhone Samsung Galaxy Google Pixel OnePlus or another phone these are the top options for you so this is CNET let's see what they say uh, is it a numbered one it's just a list I don't it's not numbered so or is it oh no or they give it a kind of individual kind of uh, awards or individual recommendations or something like that uh, the best all around Rounder is the Apple iPhone 13 Pro. It's one of the best phone Apple. They say it is the best phone Apple produces, and it received a stellar score in their review. The new smartphone adds a third rear camera with uh, three times optical zoom, up from two times on the iPhone 12. A stainless steel body and a ProMotion screen uh, with refresh rates up to 120 hertz for smooth scrolling. So yeah, it's kind of as they say an all-rounder because. There's other ones, other cameras that can do like 10 times optical zoom. Other phones will say. Um, there's other phones that have 140 hertz refresh rate. And there's other phones with best with better screens. 
so it's kind of they, they're not the best in anything but maybe they're the best all rounder and especially if you're used to Apple soft if you're used to Apple software uh, and that's the kind of world that you're working in when it comes to say TV and home speakers and things like that uh, if you're in the Apple um, walled garden as they call it uh, that would be the best all rounder uh, Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra Samsung's latest flagship Superphone the Galaxy S22 Ultra has an impressive lineup of specs including a quadruple rear camera a big vibrant display and the S Pen stylus you might remember from the Galaxy Note series it comes with a high price but those of you looking for one of the best Android phones oh yeah what was the how much is the 999 is the starting price for the iPhone this is 1300 uh, dollars. Uh, I think it's around thirteen hundred and something. Uh, the S twenty one Ultra was anyway when it was new, because a friend of mine bought one of them. Uh, so this is thirteen hundred and fifty or something. Um, it comes with a high price, but those of you looking for one of the best Android phones around should have one on your shortlist. Yeah, I had never had too many Samsung phones. Uh, I don't know. I, back in the day, I don't know if it's still the case, but they had a lot of bloatware, and I don't like their versions of a lot of the different apps. Uh, you know, they have their own version of the calculator, their own version of lots of different, uh, the calendar and lots of different apps uh, on the phone. So you'd have double of everything, and it'd be sometimes you're not allowed to delete some, sometimes you are. And just they have their own... Uh, skin kind of a heavy skin on top of the Google setup and I more prefer the cleaner Google setup than that and a lot of the other phones would have a lighter um, version uh, on top of the, the Google software so when it comes to like the, the arrangements of the icons and the home screen and different things like that uh, Samsung would be more involved than um and uh, some other manufacturers would be more other manufacturers would be staying with more the kind of the pure Google or close to pure Google kind of uh, the standard setup of the software that, that came for it. Um, Google Pixel Pixel Six Pro. Uh, the Google Pixel 6 Pro's unique design, great software additions, superb camera quality and solid all-round performance have already earned the phone an excellent rating in our full review. With performance that's every bit as good as its design, it's the best phone Google has ever made. Uh, the main camera is on par with the best iPhones and at $900 for the base uh, the 128 gig model, it trounces its premium phone rivals in price. Uh, read our Google 6 Pro review um yeah they've got they've got good uh, reviews they have a cool design and things like that uh i don't think they're sold in shops and things like that they're sold more online isn't it or maybe i'm wrong maybe you can buy them in shops but i haven't seen them um but maybe they have a certain tie up with certain phone manufacturers or something like that but um yeah, they're they're becoming more. But there's a few things that are missing in them as well. Uh, when it comes to Zoom and things like that, they wouldn't have as much as some of the others. Uh, but as I say, with Apple, these are probably the all rounders when it comes to um, when it comes to the Android market. And plus, they have their own. Um, they're making their own. It's a Tensor chips now or something. They're called their their own chips uh, and they're designing them to to match their own software and if you want the the pure version of Google's OS that that probably would be the most pure version because it's it's their own phone so uh, Apple iPhone 13 the standard iPhone 13 is a reliable choice and that uh, is 899 in dollars for the I think it's around the same
same in Euro as well. Uh, the standard iPhone 13 is a reliable choice for most people sporting uh, 6.1 inch screen and two excellent rear cameras. For this model, Apple has pledged longer battery life, improved cameras and better durability than the iPhone 12. Um, what do you miss by not going pro? A third rear camera and three times optical zoom uh, and a ProMotion screen with uh, refresh rates of up to 120 hertz for smoother scrolling. Uh, so that's missing some of that stuff. It's not a cheap phone, but definitely a more affordable flagship pick than the Pro Sibling. So it's 800 quid uh, or 829 quid on, uh, in, it depends on where you're buying it from. Um, so that's the iPhone 13. Uh, OnePlus 10 Pro. Uh, the OnePlus 10 Pro earned a good score in our review. Thanks to its slick design, its powerful performance, and its price tag. Um, although they're not as cheap as they used to be, of course. OnePlus used to be like 399 and kind of have some of the specs of the, the higher phones. But now they're in a different kind of market. They're up there with the price-wise. And I suppose they've increased their quality as well uh, uh, up there with them. Um, with the top makers, Samsung and, and Apple and all those, uh, which undercuts its main rivals. It needs to, uh, it is, so they're saying it's still a little bit cheaper than some of its rivals. It needs a few improvements, most notably to the camera, which is good but not great. But the flagship offers a great overall experience. If you're after a top-end 5G phone, that's a bit different uh, to your friend's phones and, uh, and the Galaxy phones, then it's a solid option. Uh, there's no price given there compared to the other ones and they're not that much cheaper I, I think if the camera isn't brilliant um, I'd be more going down to like Xiaomi or Realme or something like that uh, because they have all the you know the the top chips and the high specs and all but what they say lets them down compared to the Google Pixels and the iPhones and the Samsung Ultras is the camera that the camera they do the best they can and they have high megapixels you know 64 plus in a lot of these 100 even in some of them uh, but the software and everything uh, doesn't balance it out uh, it, it doesn't uh, they aren't able to compete with the top phones when it comes to the software and the end result photos so if OnePlus isn't and it's still the, the Pro is still expensive um, I'd be more going even the OnePlus Nord go for the cheaper one if it's not going to match on that uh, or if you still want to get the same kind of CPU power and, and uh, even type as the, the top phones you can get that in if you shop around in the kind of uh, the flagship killer phones we say the Realme's and Xiaomi's and lots of different ones out there um, that you can get the, those specs uh, so the standard Google Pixel is next starting price of $599 I think it's around the same in euro as well uh, Google's Pixel 6 is the best Android phone you can get for the money in terms of design power features and performance the Pixel 6 is a big step up from its predecessor the Pixel 5 Google's latest and greatest offers improved camera Android 12 and the company's in-house Tensor chip uh, and it starts at 600 and there's a few more here the Google Pixel 5a with 5G and now uh, starting at 449 quid Google's Pixel 5a is the current currently the best Pixel deal around uh, so the other one they said was the best and this is the best uh, phone and this is the best deal uh, so beyond its affordable price the Pixel 5a offers a top-notch camera 
that takes brilliant photos a large screen size and water resistance the pixel phone is a solid option capable of tackling all of your everyday essentials with its 5g speeds you won't be left waiting for your netflix shows to buffer when you're waiting for the bus uh so they have a google review there as well so they start at 449 uh euro i think i I don't know if they're around the same in euro as well or that's in dollars but i I think they might be around the same uh you know that is is the entry one so you're going to be compared to like the pixel 6 pro or anything like that you're going to be having a lot of um compromises there but it still has the some of the the core things that that uh, make them good as well so and that goes for a lot of the the samsung galaxy entry and the entry phone and the the s what is it s 11 a or something like that uh, whichever one it is and same with the Apple's entry one they have the lower so they all have the lower price versions of the flagships as well to compete with the likes of the Xiaomi's and the Realme's and the all the different Chinese brands that are trying to give the high specs for the low price and stuff like that so it all depends that's the kind of the real competition if you're in the say in the five or six hundred quid budget and that's your max for a phone that's the real competition it's the uh, do you want the highest specs or do you want the the, the, the famous brand but the entry level the compromised version of it uh, so it's very interesting uh, so yeah that's some of the best phones uh, Samsung Galaxy Flip 3 is here as well that's the folding phone that it folds um, height wise say down it folds in half uh, not like a book the opposite way so the um, the Galaxy Flip 3 uh, folds like a clamshell yeah that's the best way to describe it and has a stunning design. The smartphone remains one of our favorite foldable phones. It comes with a 120 hertz refresh rate, an aluminium armor body, and a flexible build that makes it super convenient to take photos and record video. Uh, CNET's Patrick Holland says it could be the first foldable phone you'll consider buying. Oh yeah, so that's interesting. Very good. Uh, the one thing I saw that there was the downside of some of the foldable phones I've seen in the phone shops and something like the you know the display ones is there's like a, a crease down the middle uh, when you're using the phone and you could kind of see it all the time especially if it's darker or anything like that you can really see it um but uh i'm sure as it as it goes on they'll they'll kind of work those things out uh nerfs g j a l l r gallerhorn rocket launcher from destiny is truly gigantic pre-orders begin july the 7th so this is like you know the nerf gun that fires the, like the soft um bullets and things like that it'll cost you 25 more than promised this is like uh you have to lay, lay it on your shoulder <laughs> there's a handle and a big trigger it's massive rocket launcher looking nerf gun thing <laughs> it looks really cool I can imagine kids would would create havoc with it. Uh, if you were worried that a real life foam firing version of the infamous uh, Gallerhorn rocket launcher from Destiny would be disappointingly kid sized you can put those fear to rest uh, Bungie has just revealed what an actual blaster looks like and when fans can get it uh, pre-orders over the foot if it's four foot long one to one scale blaster will begin on the 7th of July at 10am uh, the existing Gallerhorn uh, owners get get dibs if you're looking to purchase the, the prop grade Nerf LMTD blaster you'll need to unlock it in game in Destiny 2 uh, Bungie 30th anniversary pack 
before July the 7th at 9am before you can join the virtual waiting list also you have to be doing all this game and now for some of the bad news the price has gone up 25% without explain or $25 it'll now be $185 instead of 160 uh, that Bungie announced last December and there's no word yet on a rough estimate of when it might ship uh, so yeah it's going to be long and complicated I just I, I thought you'd be able to buy it inside in the toy shop but uh, it'll be a bit complicated to get it uh, NASA launches mini satellite in moon return bid uh, NASA has blasted a nano satellite barely bigger than a microwave oven into outer space as part of a landmark mission to return humans to the moon uh, the rocket carrying the tiny capstone module successfully launched from New Zealand's eastern uh, Mahaya Peninsula to a deafening blast and a wash from fiery propulsion uh, all being well in four months capstone will be in a position to begin an innovative surfboard shaped near uh, rectilinear halo orbit around the moon uh, so that's very interesting uh, they're they're resurveying the moon and and uh, planning to go back there again as a kind of a a jumping point to go to Mars and things like that with use of some of the SpaceX and and other um, different rockets uh, I suppose SpaceX has built the biggest rocket ever as well isn't it the, the biggest rocket ever for a long time was the the moon rockets uh, that whole program but uh, apparently the the new SpaceX ones are even bigger again and the most powerful ever ever made uh, which they will need to, to lift all that tonnage to get up to to be able to go to Mars and and to set up kind of different bases and things in the future so uh, scientists hope the orbit will be super efficient using the pull of the moon and earth to minimize fuel use as part of the same project the United States eventually plans the first woman and first person of color on the moon uh, NASA, NASA also plans to build a moon base and use the experience as a stepping stone uh, for a crewed flight to Mars as I was saying um, construction begins on a mammoth direct air capture plant even bigger plants are on the way um, Swiss climate tech company Climeworks announced yesterday that it has broken ground on the biggest facility yet for capturing carbon dioxide from the air. The new direct air capture DAC plant named Mammoth will significantly scale up the company's operations in, I can't pronounce that place, in Iceland. <laughs> That's where uh, Climeworks built Orca which is the largest DAC plant uh, in the world when it came online last September. Orca can capture up to 4,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide per year, roughly equivalent to how much climate pollution 790 gas-guzzling passenger cars uh, release annually. Mammoth, in, in comparison, can capture about nine times that much uh, CO2 as Orca. There are fewer than 20 such plants in the world, according to the International Energy Agency, and they don't yet have the capacity to make, serious, uh, make a serious dent in greenhouse gas emissions. Humans have dumped into the atmosphere but it's a great idea though uh, you know if every town or every area was able to capture enough carbon to kind of offset what pollution they're making uh, and they could reuse it you know uh, it can be used to, to create energy and things like that can't it as far as I know so it's a good, great idea uh, so hopefully that keeps going uh, faulty septic tanks pose a serious risk to both human health and the environment that's according to the Environmental Protection Agency which released its annual report today more than half uh, the number of tanks inspected last year failed 
due to structural de- defects or low maintenance. The EPA's Noel Byrne says people need to be responsible for monitoring their own systems. Householders themselves, they do need, if they have a drinking water well on site, they need to get it tested annually. But they need to do a visual check. At the end of 2021, there was over 500 failed septic tanks that have gone unresolved for more than two years. But of these, half of those sewage was ponding on the gardens or was discharging into a nearby stream. You know, these streams go on and flow through rural communities. So you actually, it's totally unacceptable to have something like that happening and not actually get it fixed. Yeah, that's that's very dangerous. It's very environmentally impactful and health impactful and things like that as well. So it's definitely something that needs to be maintained. If you have a septic tank, uh, no harm to get it checked out and make sure it's maintained. Uh, young men are losing the skill of shining their shoes thanks to the ever-growing popularity of runners a new poll found three in five men never shine their shoes and less than a quarter do so on a weekly basis three quarters weren't sure what they need to polish their shoes and two-thirds say they don't own polish wax or a brush to do so actually I have runners and I was using (laughs) polish on them recently they're kind of all leather ones white ones so I was cleaning them and then I had like a white uh, sneaker polish especially for it so even if you have runners if you especially white ones in this country are very hard to keep uh, you can you can kind of clean them and uh, and get like a sneaker whitener and stuff for cleaning them as well so um so not not necessarily I don't necessarily agree with that now myself because sneakers can be polished and cleaned too but I know the ones with cloth and them and stuff is more difficult uh, to keep Uh, China is racing to electrify its future the country wants electric vehicles to make up to 40% of new cars sold by 2030 but first it has to figure out how to keep them charged Uh, so they're trying to uh, upgrade their infrastructure when it comes to electric charging I think every country is at that at the moment a couple of years ago, simple electric vehicle charging points popped up seemingly overnight around a village near Ming Tombs, a collection of imperial resting places dating back half a millennium. The village on Beijing's rural outskirts, home to fewer than 900 people and with little more than fields, orchids and a few rural restaurants, hardly looks like a centre of China's EV future, but it forms one small crucial part of an amb- ambitious strategy. It does actually loads of things like that in China. They built like cities and huge motorways uh, like decades ago, expecting them, the growth and things, uh, expecting them to be just purchased and and or uh, and moved into and things like that and a lot of them haven't a lot there's like abandoned cities that were built brand new and never lived in like a decade ago and still there some of them are getting overgrown and things like that um and like massive like four lane motorways that were never used and things like that so it's the, they've they've planned a lot of um things that haven't worked out but hopefully electric cars will and you know and battery technology will improve and become cleaner and things like that uh, so it set a goal to have 40% of its vehicles sold in the country being EVs by 2030 so yeah they definitely have an environment problem as well when it comes to pollution and uh, air quality and things like that there I think they're one of the worst in the world uh, when it comes to pollution uh, so they need to improve on that a lot as as every country does uh, so yeah that's been my 
t- show for today. As always, uh, send in your questions to 069 by phone, by text or WhatsApp to 0871669800. And you can email patrick102fm at gmail.com. If you send in a question this week uh, for next week's show, you'll be in with a chance of winning those two double-disc Batman Blu-ray, uh, the new Batman movie on Blu-ray, and I'll be giving them away on next week's show. Uh, so best of luck with that. Uh, get your questions in for next week's show and you can be in with a chance of winning those Batman Blu-rays. Thanks for listening. I've been Patrick Sheehan. I'll talk to you again next week. Peace. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.